The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under Networks. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Pels fans? Welcome to another episode of The Bird Calls. I'm your host and contributor to TheBirdRights.com, Preston Ellis. And today I am jacked because we are chatting with friend of the program, host of my absolute favorite Saints podcast, Saints Happy Hour, and visitor slash contributing writer to WWL TV, in case any of you guys frequent that show, Mr. Ralph Malbro. What's good? Well, Preston, I was going to say, I'm super pumped about the Pels, and, and actually WWL had me write a column, which, as people know, I, I freely admit... I am a Pels fan, and I watch them, and I have the league pass, but I barely know the bouncy balls. But Channel 4 was like, hey, man, can you write us a column about Pelicans? And I wrote a column, and people got really mad at me because I said that I think in five years the Pelicans are going to overtake the Saints' popularity. Maybe not long-term, but in five years the Pelicans are going to be the most popular team in New Orleans because they're going to be better, and they're going to be winning titles, and people are going to be pumped. And, man, Preston – mad at me my <laughs> facebook uh the twitter my email people were mad but but like i i believe it like and here's the th- here's the thing preston and, and you guys i've become like my coffee drinking habit in the morning you know can you believe what everything has happened to pelicans because even though we knew that david griffin was a great hire and we're like we kind of we kind of i kind of felt like i was like they're gonna trade anthony davis and either the celtics or the Lakers are going to get to make fun of us and laugh at us because they've been saying that they're going to get him and the trade's going to be okay and we're just going to have to sulk, but it'll be fine and we'll get a draft and we'll, and we'll do stuff. But Preston, it has worked out perfectly. They traded with the Lakers and we still get to clown on them because they messed up their cap, right? They didn't uh, – Rob Lowe, zombie Rob Lowe, didn't understand the salary cap. So we get to clown on the Lakers. We get to clown on Boston because they're falling apart. And we have draft picks to 2025. I mean – this it couldn't have worked out any better, and it's just so fantastic. No, I, the the best part about all of this is we thought we had two doors that we were going to choose from. We had the Sam Hinkie door, where we're going to get a bunch of picks from the Boston Celtics, maybe one player. Then we've got the contend now uh, thing, where we thought maybe we'd get Bradley Beal and maybe one pick. But what David Griffin has done is he's given us both. We're going down both <laughs> doors to where we're going to contend right now. I mean, obviously not for a championship, not until Zion fills out. But we we are a serious, legitimate playoff contender with $30 million in cap space to spend if David Griffin chooses to use 
use that on an Al Horford, a Brooke Lopez, or what have you. Plus, we still have the Sam Hinkie aspect of this. We've got two more first rounds. We've got a, a swap going forward. We've got, I think, five or six second round picks uh, via the Wizards, the Nuggets, the Bucks, and two from the Golden State Warriors. Ralph, we have a treasure trove of assets that no NBA team has ever seen, in addition to having a pretty interesting lineup right now. And we've got some uh, high-priced rookies who are probably not even going to see much playing time this year because the roster is just so deep. Which brings me to my next question, Ralph. Is it more fun to have a successful uh, professional team like the the New Orleans Saints that are, you know, kind of aging out. You know, you've got Drew Brees, uh, 40 years old. You've got some guys who are going to get paid soon. So you're going to lose some of those lower priced guys who are on cost control contracts. Is it more fun to have that team or is it more fun to have a team just brimming with hope? It's the, the two best things in sports are having the juggernaut team that you know is going to be good like the 2018 saints right we knew we going into it, we're like they're 11 5 yeah they came off the heart heart the weird heartbreak in minnesota but we know this team is loaded and they're going to be really good if they are if they're healthy that is awesome but the other thing that's awful the other thing that i think is just as good is the team that you don't know if they're going to be good you've been bad for a while you've been frustrated and then it's like Boom, we are good and we are relevant. So we have both of those, right? We have the Saints ready-made to win a title, and we have the Pelicans, like, up and coming. I think the up and coming is actually kind of more fun because you don't have the weight of expectations, right? Like, if the Pelicans go 46-38 and and they're the eighth seed and they take the Lakers, let's say, to six games, like, we'll be like, this is amazing. Like, you know, whereas, like, in five years – we may have the weight of expectations of the Pelicans. Like, hey, we've been to two straight finals. We got to get this ring. Zion wants a ring. Is he going to leave like Anthony Davis? We've got to get, we got to have a parade. And it, it's just, it's fun, but it's a different kind of anxiety. Where like right now, there's no pressure on the Pelicans at all. All we want to see is the Pelicans win, the Lakers lose, and Cleveland win, right? So we can get their 2020 pick. Um, but I, Preston, I I was so happy when I saw Thursday night that draft fest and I saw uh, Marty Smith crowd surfing because it mm-hmm. made me feel like my column for WWL, my prediction that in five years the Pelicans are going to be winning championships in a mini dynasty, like it made me feel like New Orleans is going to embrace this. And I, and I feel like Zion is either the equivalent to or maybe even bigger than Reggie Bush in a sense of Reggie Bush sort of reignited the New Orleans love affair with the Saints, right? It was post-Katrina. They were they were coming back. They were rebuilding the Dome. And it was like, oh, my God, we got this amazing college player. And the Dome sold out. And then Drew Brees sort of took it from there. And it's been great ever since. But Zion sort of changes everything for the Pelicans. I mean, I talked to a friend of mine who is a, 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 a Pelicans he works for the Pelicans. He needs sort of a, 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 a low staff person. He said they they had no idea that it was going to be like that Thursday. Like he, they were like, "What, what is uh, this?" We thought it would be nice. We didn't think it would be this insanity on Fulton Street. And they were it 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 even blew the Pelicans away. 
Yeah, definitely. And the ticket sales office going crazy as soon as they won uh, the the rights to choose Zion Williamson. And and that's the difference here, Ralph, is, you know, everybody's talking about what a monumental job David Griffin has done so far. And yes, he has done an absolute incredible job with securing all these picks from Los Angeles Lakers in addition to players. But let's say the Pelicans just move up to pick number two and they get John Morant. This is all vastly different. Obviously, we're all very hopeful, but Zion changes everything. And I've got a hot take for you, Ralph, since you <laughs> like to throw these out. I think think six months from now, Zion Williamson will be more popular in the city of New Orleans than Alvin Kamara. Ooh, that's hard because Alvin – see, I, the thing is I, I, I think that's – the only thing with that is Alvin Kamara, the difference in age between 18 and 19 and Kamara when he was 21, 22. And Kamara, he is a special, unique guy in that he – his mom – was in the record industry some kind of i forget exactly what so he grew up around rappers and celebrities and he's a really really smart reads all the time guy he's a unique personality i think zion can get there maybe but at 19 preston uh, i don't know but here's the thing like i'm gonna be curious to see uh i think you know they talk about market sizes and all this i don't think that matters anymore with social media and how we're connected Zion can be the biggest basketball player on earth. And it doesn't matter where he freaking plays it. That used to matter when, when I was, cause I'm old, that used to matter in the eighties and nineties and even the early two thousands. Like you had to be in LA, you had to be in New York, you had to be in Chicago. Not anymore, dude. If Zion and the Pelicans build maybe what San Antonio did Zion will be the biggest thing on earth and it don't, it won't matter that he's in new Orleans. And, and I just, the thing that I love about this Preston is the jokes. I mean, clowning <laughs> on the lake, cause you probably deal with it more than me. I didn't understand how just delusional and crazy Laker fans were until the Anthony Davis trade stuff broke. They're lunatics. And for them to have to eat it over the Rob Polinka doesn't know, didn't know the salary cap like it just made me so happy that i got to make my thousand word column like cram in like six six rob palinka jokes because laker fans are crazy and they will like hunt you down like my little twitter account four thousand people i'd make a laker joke like late at night when they were playing and i'd wake up in the morning i'd have like 50 notifications of laker fans just finding me and i'd be like you people you you tell us your your trade package is the best we can do, and you're also laughing at us because you think it's trash. Like I just, I wanted to punch Laker fans in the face on Twitter, and I'm <laughs> that, that we get, that we get to clown them, Preston, and all these assets. I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. Don't forget about the Boston Celtics because they're the <laughs> ones who started all of this a year and a half ago when they started leaking their interest in Anthony Davis. And now they've lost Kyrie Irving in all likelihood. <laughs> They're going to lose Al Horford in all likelihood. Danny Ainge is still two years away from doing his Danny Ainge all end thing. So now they have all these picks that are ultimately going to lead to nothing. And they've wasted this treasure trove of assets that they got in deals, uh, you know, previously with the Brooklyn Nets, as well as the Clippers, yada, yada, yada. And now they've just got a team full of young guys and maybe they'll build into some but they had the assets to contend now chose not to go all in for Anthony Davis. And now they're just another team in the East. They could be good. They could not be good. We don't know, but don't, don't forget. We have to clown on both of them. And that's the position that the Pelicans have put themselves in, in just two months. And let's go ahead and shift back to what you were saying 
Pelicans versus Saints, obviously in a perfect world, the, uh, they'll be symmetrical. They'll both be equally popular. Everybody will love both franchises. will will sell out both games uh, or, or both teams uh, games every single night. But in terms of just the sports themselves, the NBA versus the NFL, uh, most of your listeners will argue that the NFL is a more enjoyable game. You're on the edge of your seat. There's only 16 games per year, whereas, you know, there's 187,000 NBA games per year. (laughs) But just in terms of popularity, there's so much more that goes into being an NBA franchise than an NFL team. You know all the faces. You know the personalities. You know what they sound like. I mean, when's the last time anybody even spoke the name Antonio Brown out loud? And he's probably, you know, arguably one of the most popular popular wide receivers had a big blockbuster trade a few months ago and no one has spoken his name since how is the nba passing the nfl in popularity not just on the court which you can argue but off the court nba i think it happened when lebron james lebron james did the the decision right and he left from cleveland to miami that moment is like electricity being shot into the NBA offseason, and it's never sort of slowed down, right? The NBA, And the thing that the NBA does, Preston, I think that's really spectacular, is they compress everything into their offseason. It's like we have the lottery, the finals, the draft, and free agency, and it's like boom, 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 and we're going to throw in summer league, and it all happens in like this short window where like other sports have like – the NFL is like, hey, we're in the season. Then we have the combine in March, and we have the then we do free agency, and then we have the draft in May, and it's sort of spread out. Where the, the NBA has decided, you know what? Football the draft is done. Baseball, no one really cares about baseball until September. NBA, we're gonna compress everything into the summer, and we're gonna own the freaking summer. And and it's just it's just exploded. And NBA stars, because you can see their faces and they don't wear a helmet, I think. It just means more, and even though you'll have most NBA fans like me, I don't understand the over the cap and the exceptions and the holes and all that. I understand that half the league is a free agent come July 1, and ESPN is going to cover it nonstop, and there's going to be giant contracts and money thrown around. So it's just, it's just more, I think it's just more fun, and there's a sense, uh, Preston, that the NBA – like in the NFL, the Saints signed Jared Cooks, right? We're like, eh, it's nice signing, but no one's like, that's going to move the needle. Like in the NBA, the Clippers, you get Kawhi, they're a championship favorite. Or, you know, if the, the if where Al Horford goes, where Durant goes, it changes the landscape and you go from nothing to a title contender like that. So that's why I think fans are just really locked into it. Um, and it's, you know, here's a question for you that I wanted to ask you in this podcast. I was thinking this yesterday, Preston. Do you realize how lucky and blessed Pelican fans are? Do you really think of the Pelicans like if they'd have stayed healthy, right, this year? Because they started 4-0 and it was great and they had the new point guard, Alfred Payton, and it was looking great. Think if they'd have stayed healthy and they'd have won like 52, 53 games and they'd have been Denver for this year. Denver almost made the Western Conference Finals, right? Think if that had been the Pelicans because, right, the Pelicans swept Portland. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that if the Pelicans stayed healthy, they get to the Western Conference Finals, Golden State houses them. And Anthony Davis, I think he wanted out of he wanted out of New Orleans regardless, right? He wanted to be in a big market. Then he just said, "Hey, I want out." 
and we'd still have Dell Demps and we'd be in a panic situation because we'd be like, oh, my God, we built two years of greatness and now it's all going to be down the drain. And you'd have Dell Demps trying to do the do the deal and you'd have everybody sad and panicked because Anthony Davis probably would have kept his mouth shut all year because the Pelicans would have been winning. And it would have been like Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones with the dragon just burning the red keep to the ground. The Pelicans organization would probably be ashes right now. And that's not like a crazy fork in the road scenario that I just laid out. I mean, or am I crazy? Was that just not, was that just not possible? You know, I was the first one probably to come for Dell Demps. Probably, I think it was two off seasons ago when I, whenever I started with thebirdrights.com. But I'm going to defend him uh, quickly. Uh, basically, everything changed the night that Anthony Davis and his and his agent uh, Rich Paul left the arena at halftime without really notifying anybody outside of Dell Demps. But here's where things become difficult for Dell Demps. Um, obviously, the Solomon Hill contract looks bad. The Omar Ashik, the Alexis Agensa. But here's what isn't really fair to him. He had such an unlucky turn of events as far as injuries go. And now the the organization as a whole, uh, the, the wool has been lifted from their eyes. Uh, you know, franchises around the NBA don't really look at them as a legitimate contender, both on and off the court. And as soon as all of this happens, people begin whispering in Gail's ear, hey, this is what people are saying about you. This is what people think. This is what the national media is saying. And she said, OK, I've got to change this immediately. I've got to change the conversation. I'm going to hire Dave Griffin. I am going to give him an incredible uh, amount of money, not just for himself, but to spend on a staff to upgrade the facility to let people know that things are changing. None of that would have taken place if Dell Demps had been, you know, renewed, resigned, uh, extended. Let's say, like you said in your in your scenario, maybe the Pelicans get to the second round. Maybe they advance to the Western Conference Finals. Maybe Anthony Davis chooses to stay. They still don't have Aaron Nelson. They still don't have Trajan Langdon. They still don't have all these new assets mm-hmm that the Pelicans have that have nothing to do with what's on the floor. And let's say Dell Demps makes the trade. Let's say he takes that, that uh, trade that was very similar to this one with the Lakers, where he gets a very similar package back. Are we, you know, screaming from the rooftops that uh, Dave Griffin is Thanos or Dell Demps is Thanos? No, because we just have a history. So the Pelicans needed a fresh start. But with that being said, if Dell Demps had been given the resources that David Griffin is now allowed to have, Maybe things are different in New Orleans. Maybe if he had a Trajan Langdon whispering in his ear, maybe things are a little bit different. But with that being said, we are so beyond blessed with David Griffin, not just for the moves that he's making, but the way that he communicates. Dell Dems never spoke to any of us. Nobody even knew practically what his voice sounded like in his eight seasons in New Orleans. But I, I want to push us along. Um, obviously, I want to know, uh, number one, are you buying tickets to a Pelicans game next season? Oh, I will be. I will be. I, I, I'm trying to engineer my saints trips for early season pelicans games but i will definitely be coming in in the fall more i'm trying to figure out the mini pass that i want to buy i got the league pass i i i thought i was done with the league pass and then they won zion i was like they got zion i mean so i'll be in i'm actually i'm actually uh hint to people i'm actually having a meeting with my wwl boss on monday because he's in houston and we're going to sort of map out my they, what they want me to do for the for the upcoming year with the saints and the pelicans and all that so we'll try to do it i, I mean i'm curious to see how the fans in new Orleans, how they embrace the pelicans long-term look we know opening night is going to be amazing it's going to be a really hard ticket to get and they've sold a bunch of tickets i'm curious to see how they have to play on the floor to keep the momentum. And I'm not saying they have to be amazing, 
you know, if they could just be okay out of the gate, Preston, I think it'll last because people will, people will say, I just want to go see Zion. And if the Pelicans are 12 and 12 or, you know, 10 and 10 out the gate, I think people in New Orleans, because New Orleans is an event town. And because the Saints only play once a week, it's, it's this event, right? Well, now you got Zion. So that Tuesday night in the Smoothie King Center, when they play the Nets, where you where people are like, I don't want to go see the Nets. Who cares? D'Angelo Russell, nine people out of nine out of ten people in New Orleans don't even know who he is. They couldn't pick him out of, pick him out of a lineup. But now you're like, it's Tuesday night. I want to go see Zion, and and I think I'm interested to see how much that moves the needle and keeps going all year long as the Pelicans progress and hit lumps. Um, but can we talk about Jackson Hayes and his sideshow Bob? infatuation uh i have i have thoughts uh he's got the medallion which was amazing he's got the socks can we get the smoothie king center people every time he does a dunk to play a simpson soundbite i think this needs to happen preston Oh, this is something I need to pass to Kevin. I don't know if you read uh, Kevin and Chris Connor's article on how they need to update because right now they're they're pretty much doing the whole same song and dance they do for Saints games, for Pelicans games. And obviously it's a very different crowd, uh, in my opinion. It's a bit more modern. Uh, these guys are a bit more social media uh, activated. Just just a bit a bit more into the meme and the GIF game. Uh, you you've got some some progressive fans who are into the NBA because I I think as a whole that the NBA is the growing population where the NFL is always going to have their audience, but it's it's a bit more traditional than the NBA is. You can take more risks with the NBA than you can in the NFL, and I think that is a perfect one and something that I'm definitely going to relate to Kevin. <laughs> what what other things would you do to update the game experience inside the Smoothie King Center? I mean, the thing is to me is I, I think. You, you have to you have to accept this reality that everyone under the age of 45 is now on their phone all the time. And not that you – they're going to watch the game, obviously, but how we consume stuff is through our phones, right? And I think you need to bring that to the arena experience. Like you can throw up a GIF on the big screen and people – immediately know what it is and you don't really need to explain it like you could do when you play this would be really mean and it might make michael jordan kill someone but if you are beating the charlotte hornets really bad you can flash up the crying jordan meme oh my god and the arena will go nuts and you don't need to explain it to them you don't need to say hey guys we're gonna start doing memes on the big screen this is what a meme is this is what a gif is like everybody understands it and i think that's where the Pelicans and especially other NBA teams need to go. They've sort of done it on social media where they've gotten with of how to communicate the Pelicans do it, where they do the clip of the Pelican waddling and saying, always be hustling. And they, and they do really cool stuff. The saints and the Pelicans social stuff, but they need to bring that to the arena in making jokes and stuff. And they've sort of done it with their saints thing, where they compare the saints to the, the city to their what they're playing they do like a, a 60 second video thing where they make fun of the other city i think you need to bring that into the arena and do it on a day a, a game game every day every game basis and use memes that people know that are popular and it doesn't even have to be memes making fun of the other team you can use, i mean think of the memes that you when you're on social media the memes that everybody uses all the time um like me i use the little al pacino one 
look at the Pelican fly from Scarface, right? Like that's a funny meme that I don't understand why the Pelicans haven't fully embraced that. And they're flashing that after every dunk, after every big game performance or just any other thing. And I think that's the experience you need to go and you need to update your music. You need to get music for the under 30 crowd of people. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell and Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell and Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. All right, this is Ralph Malbro of Saints Happy Hour Podcast and WWL. Oh, I'm, uh, on my, I'm on my soapbox. That you, 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 you warmed my heart when you said improve the game they experience. That's one of my, that's one of my big bugaboos with the Saints and, and the Pelicans. Thank you. You guys, make sure to follow him at Saints Forecast. I'm going to get you out on this. We're going to tie back to your original article uh, detailing why the Pelicans could be more popular than the Saints in five years. Ralph, fast forward one year in time. Drew Brees has, let's say he's won the Super Bowl. He's 41 years old. And he says, you know what? That's it. I'm done. Teddy Bridgewater takes the helm. Uh, let's fast forward to November of where are we right now? 2020. So after they've won the Super Bowl in November, Drew Brees is out. The Saints are, let's say, six and four with Teddy Bridgewater. The Pelicans are 20 and 14 with Zion Williamson, who's one rookie of the year, yada, yada, yada. Who is more popular at that point in time? I think probably Still the Saints, but the Pelicans have grown in a way to where the arena is always filled, which is something that people outside of New Orleans said would never happen. I think so the Pelicans make this giant leap, and I think the the leap is going to be not just Zion. The thing that excites me about the Pelicans is Griffin and Gentry, when you listen to his press conference, you know, that was one of my big criticisms of the Pelicans. I always felt like Dell Demps and Gentry, he hired Gentry, but they were like, you got Asik, you got all these guys, Agensa, like they didn't really fit Gentry's style. I think this style that Gentry wants to play and Griffin's going to give him players for it. I think this style, Preston, is going to just be so freaking fun. The Pelicans are basically going to try in my my theory is Gentry's just going to be like, hey, I'm going to get all these young athletic guys and we're just going to run teams to death. And all these teams, these veteran teams that are on a back-to-back or don't really give a shit about coming to New Orleans on a Wednesday and they think they cannot, it's not going to be that hard of defense or whatever for a couple of quarters and they can fall into it. The Pelicans are like, nah, man, we're just going to run you to death. So I think the style that the Pelicans play is going to be fun in a sense of winning is the most fun, right? But winning 85, 90 to 85 isn't as fun of as winning 110 to 98 or 105 to 98, where Zion has four highlight dunks on ESPN a night. Lonzo Ball is throwing alley-oops. Maybe they sign Nico back and he's hitting threes. Like, I think the Pelicans are going to – they're going to have a sense of fun that other teams in the NBA don't have. And I, I think it's going to be – in two years – the Saints and Pelicans are going to be neck and neck in popularity. And it might even be slightly to the Pelicans in a sense of they'll be just they'll be just as big as the Saints in December. 
if the Saints are just mediocre. This is Ralph Malbro of Saints Happy Hour and WWL. Thank you for the hot takes. Uh, always enjoy you, sir. <laughs> of course, you guys, if you want to do a favor for us, rate our podcast on iTunes, share this podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and make sure you do the same for Saints Happy Hour. If you guys haven't checked it out, I'm not sure why you wouldn't have at this point, but it is my absolute favorite. Make sure you guys do. Shout out to Andrew Juge and the group. Uh, Grub, Fish, Kevin, and Ali should be back with an overwhelming draft reaction uh, tonight. Uh, and oh, my you guys- God. I need, I need that. <laughs> I need that for my Monday drive in and I need it to be at since you traffic is a nightmare. I need it to be in at least an hour 10. <laughs> I've been complaining because I, I edit these and I'm like, damn it, Grub. The last one was like an hour and 45 minutes, but I mean, it's getting great numbers and people <laughs> seem to love it. So uh, shout out to him uh, for holding the late night fort down. Uh, Fish is only good to go at night. So having those two guys at night and then doing interviews like this in the morning, it's it's been great. And our pod's been growing more and more. So Can shout I ask out to them. you one more thing, one more thing before we get out of here? Who do you think is going to be the, the Pell's big free agent guy? Who, who when 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 July one hits and David Griffin he's going to do something with that cap space. What are they going to do with that thirty million dollars? Is it going to I mean, be right, a player? Are they going to give it? A, are they going to give it away for picks to teams that don't want to pay the luxury tax? What are they? What are they going to do with the cap space? And that's what we've all been talking about. And everybody's zeroing in on that five position. Some of the popular names that come up is Al Horford. Now that we have the money for him, I think we've got somewhere near thirty-one to thirty-two million in cap space, and they can free up some more cap space by. Uh, Going off of some qualifying offers, Darius Bertans is another name that could get dropped. So they can open up the space to offer Al Horford a max, let's say, a three-year deal, maybe a two-plus-one, although the rumors have him getting four years and $110 million, which I would not advise the Pelicans to do. He'll be about 37 or 38 years old at that time. I'm targeting uh, Brooke Lopez because they can definitely outbid the Milwaukee Bucks for him. They can just overpay the heck out of him for two years. Uh, Fletcher wrote on Twitter, two years and $36 million. I don't think that's crazy because most of these guys aren't going to get paid for another two years uh, outside of Brandon Ingram. So you have the available space. You want to put somebody who can do the banging, somebody who can spread the floor to the three so you can let Zion manipulate the paint, let him kind of do his thing down there. That's what I'm zeroing in on. Obviously, uh, Nikola Mirotic is another one that we float out there just because he is going to be available. But uh, just his injury history, it's it's tough to keep him on the floor. Uh, he's a very inconsistent shooter. You know, obviously, we, we go crazy when he hits four threes in a row, but there's also that string of games where he's not as effective we saw that he couldn't really stay on the floor uh in the bucks um raptor series so i'm i'm going a two-year deal brooke lopez but with that being said how can you question david griffin at this point if he just decides you know what i'm just going to keep that space available and people can send me their buyout players or their uh their their salary dumps you know when we get a little bit closer to january they want to get themselves out of luxury tax maybe the miami heat are willing to throw kelly olenick at us for free just so they don't have to pay that uh exorbitant fee come that time so if he wants to keep that space available get some picks maybe get some uh buyout players at that point in time or some salary dumps i'm 100 percent on board with that right now but i would ask you to keep your eyes on julius randall because we we talked to nancy lieber again probably about two weeks ago and she was extremely high not just on his on-court play but on the way that the franchise as a whole views him so i think some of that money might be going to julius randall i heard i heard that podcast that that surprised me because twitter twitter pell's twitter is kind of kind of we like julius randall but he was kind of the, the the really smart guys like you were kind of negative on him. So when she said that, I was like, oh, but before, last thing, and then we can get, we, we, I know you got to go. I had a dream last night, Preston. I totally <laughs> forgot to mention this at the top of the podcast. I had a dream. And the thing is, when I 
I drink and eat sweets late at night. I have weird dreams. And I did that last night. I was drinking blue. I, it's, it's totally weird, but I was drinking blue moon and eating Oreos. Don't judge me. <laughs> but when I, when I do that, I have weird dreams. So I had this dream that the Pelicans were in round one of the playoffs and it was game seven. It was against the Lakers, but it was in the smoothie King center. I don't know how that would exactly go, but that was the dream I had. And it was just new Orleans was going bananas. And it was on a, it was going to be on a Saturday night and just the scene in champion square and everywhere was just bananas. And if that would come to pass, that would be amazing. And I will continue to drink and eat sweets late at night. And maybe I can have more Pelicans fever dreams. And I will update you on them on the Twitters. You know, honestly, I, I would not <laughs> like that scenario because I'm not sure if my heart could take it. Uh, if Zion Williamson is like parading down the pain and Anthony Davis and LeBron James are closing in on him and he dunks over both of them, I think my heart would literally explode and I would burst into a million pieces. <laughs> think of the- <laughs> Think of the downloads for the podcast, Preston. That's what matters. That's true. It's all about the podcast. It's all about those downloads. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, Ralph, let's get out of here. You guys, thank you so much for your time. Again, I'm Preston Ellis. Uh, we'll be back at you guys with content all off-season long. And we'll be at Summer League in a week and a half. So, for now, let's go, pals. Thank you for listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under podcast networks. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's... A burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.